beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. people welcome to chronicles abroad i'm francis and i'm nubia and we have another fabulous show for you guys today we are sitting with latifa al haza say hello hi how are you great good how are you i'm well excited to be on your podcast and we're excited to have you thank you yeah <laughs> thank you for joining us we're gonna have a great time today Latifa, you have a pretty impressive resume, both within your career and in your travels, which Thank you. you're welcome, which we're going to explore. Um, but first, tell us what catapulted your love for travel. You know, I've been traveling since I was three months old. My dad is from Kuwait and my mom is from America. And so I was born in the States. And then within three months, my dad was like, like, we need to go back to Kuwait because my mom was with him for 15 years in Kuwait before I was born. My dad was like, we need to go back to Kuwait. Like, I have to get back to work. So that was my very first trip. And ever since then, I haven't stopped, basically. So my dad's trying to hit every country in the world. So wow. I have tagged along as much as possible growing up. Um, so I would say he's probably my number one travel partner. But we've traveled as a family, and I've traveled with my mom as well. But yeah, I would say probably just my parents. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. The influence that parents can have on our children if we start, you know, just taking them out of their normal day-to-day, -day, you expose them to so much. So that's great. I mean, I get it. Not every parent has the opportunity to take their child abroad. Um, however, there's a big difference of vacationing and traveling. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if we can adapt more travel practices, more than vacation practices, we would have a better opportunity to take our children abroad. My first time taking my kids abroad was to the Bahamas, and I did this whole elaborate trip to Atlantis. And if I could have done it differently, I would have rented a small Airbnb. I would have, you know, cooked. I would have taken them to different local stuff. However, I spent mm -hmm. thousands, you know, at this resort or, you know, and just to, I don't know if you want to call it impress your kids, but as a parent, we think that we want to give our kids the best and the best sometimes ends up to, in our, in our eyes being the most expensive. And if I could rewind time, I would have totally did a different insane right. hell of a lot of money. You know, I've been to uh, what, 33 countries and I think the only resorts I've ever stayed in ha has been when I've traveled with my friends. My parents have never taken me, especially my dad. We, with my dad, we're like sleeping in the jungle, like trying to find <laughs> a place to sleep, basically. Um, yeah, with my parents, we never stay in resorts. Um, it's only been with my friends because we're trying to be bougie or something. So yeah, <laughs> no, I do think it's a good idea. Oh, absolutely. No, now I much rather go to like a third world country than go to like some fancy, luxurious 
country like Switzerland or something like that. Though not that I wouldn't go, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes no, the I best didn't. experiences and the best moments happen when you're off the beaten path and you're right. doing things out of the ordinary. And and those were in, that's when like all the unexpected wonderful stuff happens. Exactly, and those are the memories that I that I really cherish. I can't really tell you like the European countries I've been to where we kind of did a. I mean, more like with my mom, we did a little bit more kind of bougie or stuff, I guess you could say. I, you know, I don't remember those as much. I remember definitely the more like where we kind of had to rough it up a little bit more and we had to like really interact with the locals and like we were living like the locals. Those are the memories that I remember the most. Yeah. And that's why I keep wanting to travel. <laughs> Yeah, so people, if you have children at home, don't let the fact that you have kids stop you from traveling. There are so many different ways of becoming a world traveler, right? You don't have to do the Bali Resort. You don't have to do the, you know, Orlando Disney Resort. You can actually just get yourself a nice little Airbnb or private room hostel, for that matter, if you, you know... Mm -hmm. If you can really do it, there's a lot of hostels I realized doing family rooms. They'll have like, you know, one bunk bed and one bed and that would be for the parents and children. So there are a ton of different ways and accommodations to get your kids abroad on a, a, a dime, I'll say. Exactly. <laughs> teach them yeah. how to rough it up. Yeah. Teach them how to rough it. I think if we, we spoil our kids too much and unfortunately a lot of these American kids don't have any goddamn, you know, sense because <laughs> we hand everything to them. I'm going in. I'm a mom. I, I'll be honest. I was that person. I was telling Francis before you called in, Latifah, that Toys R Us is closing all 800 stores. And I was just like, you know, and I was like, now kids are not going to know. Well, I was like, kids are not going to know what a Toys R Us kid is. You know, like going to Toys R Us was almost an adventure. It was like, oh, I'm going to Toys R Us. You know, now these kids are in, they won't leave the house because everything they need is right in their hands. You know what I'm saying? The right. electronics. I just think that we need to give our kids more valuable experiences, but that's not what this podcast is about. But no, I'm glad we <laughs> well, I do want to know. I I totally didn't mean anything by not going to Europe. I love going to Europe. Just I usually usually when I hear people go to Europe, they do bougier things. But the best way to go to Europe is what we've what I've experienced is to stay at bed and breakfasts. I stayed I at one, and we and had to cook with the family in the morning breakfast and stuff like that. Like. That was like a much better experience. Yeah, we don't talk about bed, bed, bed so and breakfasts, but I love bed and breakfasts. Love, love, yeah, love. Yeah, me too. Love them. But you know what? The bed and breakfasts in the States are stupid expensive. Because yeah, they know true. how to capital. I mean, they are. They're, they're more expensive than hotels a lot of times. And it's Damn like, Americans. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Okay, we're not I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, for the most part, when I wanted to go to like P-Town in Massachusetts, I would want to stay at bed and breakfast and they're beautiful bed and breakfasts, but they're stupid. Like that's 200 plus a night, you know, after being in Thailand for now, almost a year, there's no way in hell you getting me to spend 200, <laughs> nothing a night. You understand? Right. Right. <laughs> so question Latifah. So you've been to yeah. 33 countries. What still leaves you in awe? The Galapagos Island. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I and I'm trying to think. When did I go? I think I went about three years ago. And I mean, I've been to many countries since, and like that, it's still. I mean, mind you, Galapagos is part of Ecuador, but I've been to many other places since, and that's still the number one place. I mean, 
It was just a place like, it was just not very inhabited. So I think that's also why I liked it. You know, it was still, it wasn't an incredibly touristy place when I went. I still think it's not like, like super overpopulated now, but I just, I don't know, like the being around the locals. I mean, there was just, I, I don't know. I think there was about like 400 people on the island. Wow. Being around the locals, getting in touch with nature, especially sea lions were like, on the sidewalk with you, like trying to grab your fish that you're eating, your like fish sandwich. Yeah, it was just like a really cool experience and lot of, lots of water activities. And I love water activities. So I love um, it. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. I want to go, Francis. Let's do it. All right, bet. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it first on Chronicles of <laughs> Okay, so on your website, Al Haza Adventures, which is beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it's amazing. Literally. <laughs> We pulled it up and was like, like, this girl's website is beautiful. So I totally encourage our listeners to go to your website and check it out. So with that said, you mentioned that you've produced a documentary in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Can you Mm -hmm. give us a little more detail on that project and how it impacted your life? Yeah, of course. Um, So that was my thesis, my master's thesis. And I knew I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, I had al- I always like working with video. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I think I want to go abroad and do a story abroad. But a requirement was that we had to connect everything we did with um, something happening locally here in L.A. And so I found this company called The Pulsera Project. And they are actually based on the East Coast, but they have uh, like segments all over the U.S. And they have one in L.A. And they connect with women in Nicaragua who make bracelets and they then they bring the bracelets back over to the U.S. and they sell them in schools. And of course, they teach the children about like these women and their life in Nicaragua. And then the money all goes back to the women so that they are able to get their children an education, basically. Because in Nicaragua, I mean, the children have to pay for everything. They have to pay for like the cleaning services at the school. They have to pay obviously for their books and then they have uniforms and a lot of people can't afford it so yeah it was a great experience because I actually got to go there and actually meet the women making these bracelets and I got to go to their homes meet their children and then I also went to the schools to meet the children there and it was just it was just such a touching experience and it just really makes you value your life and, you know, I never thought education was an issue ever in my life. Like, it, it's not like I was ever like, can I go to college? Can I not? I mean, these people can't even send their children to, like, elementary school. Wow. So, yeah. And so I, I just, it was a great experience to go there and be able to document it and bring it back and show people who maybe haven't traveled or aren't as informed, show them, like, this is what's going on outside of the U.S. Yeah, sometimes you don't realize how much privilege you have, even just the little exactly. things. I mean. Education, not a little thing, but even, you know, just anything. Right. We're, we're very much privileged. Right. And these women were such hard workers. Mm. I also was like, wow, why have I even slacked? Why Why am I slacking in school? Like, these women were such hard workers. And it, I don't know, just, like, seeing, like, how much they really want to send their kids to school, it was just, it was just really touching. I was definitely emotional, like, throughout the whole trip. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that's beautiful. So, I mean, I commend you on that. And let's get some more information about that program at the end of this. And we'll make sure we leave it in the show notes for our listeners. For those who are into volunteerism and philanthropy can somehow get in touch with that that organization. Because, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool organization. And, you know, they're all, everyone in the organization is pretty young, actually. And it was started by a college student. 
and now yeah. it's grown. And the, I mean, they have team in Nicaragua and they have a team teams all over the U S and I, I got to interview him. Actually, he's in the documentary and it's just, it was just amazing. That's also another reason why I was like, why am I slacking in school? Like you started this amazing program. <laughs> it makes yeah, you think. It's so, like, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. What am I doing my life? Lord. Right. Exactly. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. So outside of your blog, you also are the co-founder of Femscape Sojourn. So a woman's luxury travel company, which you created with your mom. Tell us more about it and how that got started. Okay, so we actually just launched this month. And Congratulations. So, wow. You would think that you yeah. guys have been doing it forever. The site is beautiful, beautifully done. Thank you. Yeah, we've been working on it for a bit, a while now, a couple months now. And so, yeah, we just launched. And basically, uh, let, let me think, how did it start? So my mom and I have traveled together. And every time that I tell my friends that I'm traveling with my mom here there my friends are always shocked because they're like oh like I never really travel with my mom like I traveled with my family when I was younger but like now I don't really travel with my mom kind of the same thing goes when I say I'm traveling with my dad so anyways so I was like so it was a mixture of that with my mom talking to her friends or her co- colleagues um about traveling and they're always so shocked and they're like oh like I'm kind of over 40 now like there's no, like, I don't know. I feel like I should be at home. Like I should be with my husband or I should be really like taking care of my kids who are in college, like making sure like everything, like, I just can't imagine leaving the States. <laughs> and there are people so like that. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a mixture of that, those two things. And so, yeah, so we came up with Femscape Sojourns and it's a women's, it's a like boutique women's tour group. We ha- will have like about 10 women on each trip and so if the focus is for women 40 and older, we both will be on the tours. First trip is to Mallorca, Spain. Itinerary is amazing. Um, and then the next trip is a mother-daughter trip. And I'm really excited about that. That's to Marrakesh, also like a really fun itinerary. Um, and then maybe down the line, we'll do something with a younger age group, like 20s and 30s. But for right now, because my mom's like main dream was 40 and older. And so that's what we're doing first. And then we're going to go to my main dream, which is their daughters. That sounds amazing. So that's a little bit about it. Yeah. That is really cool. So for you guys, 40 and over, you got to check out Femscape Sojourns. I mean, it looks like it would be. and, And how do you choose these locations? So they're all locations that we've been to and we know really well so that it's not like we're also going for the first time and like trying to <laughs> figure it out. to make it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Mallorca, um, we've been to numerous times and we love Mallorca and we've been around the entire island. So we know like all the off the beaten path places, not just the touristy spots. Okay. So yeah, so the itinerary is kind of a mixture of like relaxation and also um, kind of a little bit of adventure, but not anything like too, too crazy. Um, and definitely getting in touch with the culture. That's like definitely a big part of each trip. Mm-hmm. Also, I completely forgot, like the main reason why we are a little bit different than other tour groups is that our goal, and it's also our tagline, is connecting women with other women in exotic destinations. So on each trip, we have at least one activity where we do something with local women. 
So whether that be like, for example, in Morocco, we'll be going to the mountains and connecting with the women in the Atlas Mountains. Because these women, so when we went to Morocco, we met these women. And these women are working really hard to find a way to protect their daughters when their daughters go to school, to protect them from getting raped, actually. And they've started kind of like a little community to to combat that, basically. So that's those are the women that we'll we'll be meeting in Morocco. And then in Mallorca, we'll be meeting with a bunch of artists who are using art. Basically, to bring about, like, feminism. Okay. Yeah, to bring about equality. That's the better word. Because okay. I literally can't pronounce the word I'm trying to say. Sorry. So, um, anyways, then that's why they're using art in the community to bring about equality, like, amongst men and women, amongst the genders. So, yeah, so that's our that's one of our kind of unique, unique aspects about each trip. That sounds that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. Oh, wow. And what is the upcoming dates for your first trip? First, Mallorca is in July, July 7th through the 14th. So each trip is a week long. So that's our first one. And that's our only one this year. And then for people who like to plan in advance, the next ones are all next year. Okay. 2019. Yeah. And so our site has up, we have up the Mallorca itinerary um, Mm -hmm. and we have up the Mother Daughter Marrakesh itinerary. And then nice. the rest of the trips will, will come soon on the site. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Thanks. And kudos to you and your mom for doing this. Like, I think that's great. And, you know, because one of the questions that we had was kind of why is it important for you to create a woman-led travel group? But I think you kind of answered that in the sense of your mom was very passionate about women traveling and seeing her friends asking questions like, Really? Like you're going, you know, because you really see a need, right? When you notice that people are so afraid to get out of their box. Mm -hmm. And even when you look at the travel industry today, it's really run by women. Like we travel, we get up and go. We're usually the first to get up and leave the house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, As you turn 17, 18 and be like, okay, parents got to (laughs) go. (laughs) boys typically tend to fall back a little bit and coast a little bit more, but women, we lead, we're leaders. And I think creating something in a space where women feel safe and where women can provide and help actually help somebody else is is huge. You know, not all travel is about beaches and, and dining, fine dining, but you can also go on trips and learn more about the local people and give back as well. So I think that's great. So any advice about, I guess, if let's say if I'm somebody who's looking for a travel group to join, what should people be on the look for when they're selecting certain travel groups or even your travel group you could talk about? Right. I mean, it depends on like what you're looking for. So I think definitely like really knowing what the itinerary is. You know, if someone is coming to us and like what you were saying, if they wanted something like fine dining or just like spending the day at the beach or staying in the luxury resort, then we're not the group for them. So I think the main goal is to really know, because I know some travel groups, they give like kind of basics of what they're doing, but not details. And I think really knowing what the details are so you're not disappointed and you don't go on a trip and have conflict with others, obviously. And But I also think like for people, for women who are hesitant about traveling alone, I think they should absolutely try it. I mean, if you hate it, you don't have to do it again, but like, (laughs) 
it's just an experience. I mean, from women that I've met that have gone on trips and I've gone on group trips too, you just make so many friends and the experiences are so different. And it's like, it's nice to get out of your comfort zone. It's nice to not always have your friends with you because once when you have your friends with you then obviously you group group up with your friends you know and it's nice to I mean do activities that you wouldn't normally think of like on our itinerary we have like we have dance classes which we actually did a survey before forming our itinerary we did like a random survey and a lot of women said they weren't interested in dance classes but we still put it on the itinerary because like most people are probably not interested because like they're too shy or it's not, it's out of their comfort zone again. Mm -hmm. So we, I don't know, we're kind of doing things that will probably put people out of their comfort zone, but will be an amazing experience. So anyways, going back to your question, my advice would be really get to know your itinerary and, and take a chance. I love that. Cause it's yeah. speaking of the dance classes. So probably a month ago <laughs> I went, I've been salsa dancing maybe once, but I love never, it. <laughs> never in Japanese by a Japanese teacher oh, with other Japanese. So it was, that's it was, hilarious. it was definitely a challenge, a challenge. Japanese salsa dancing. Well, it was still salsa, but it was in Japanese. I don't speak right. Japanese. So I had to make that's it work. Hilarious. You know, I had to really follow and really listen and just try my best. And they were damn good too. I was like, wow, I got to step up my game in this. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love salsa dancing because it's a huge... So uh, would you go back? I would. I oh, would. Okay. I would. Yeah, yeah. See? It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I, I laughed a lot. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, Francis is a karaoke sensation. Love karaoke. Oh, love it. Yeah. Wow. I'm terrible. Terrible. Last time I, I karaoke everyone at the bar left. Everyone. <laughs> so share tips. <laughs> Coach me, give me voice lessons, like anything. Oh, I can't sing, but I make a damn fool out of myself, and I think people enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think I need to try um, a travel group. I've never really wanted to do travel groups, and this is just a personal thing for me before, yeah. right? And I think it was because I felt like, what if I didn't want to go on, do this? Or what if I didn't want to do that? You know, I wanted to kind of be on my own time. But what I realized in getting older and traveling more is that travel groups brings a different sense of being able to see more that I probably wouldn't have seen or done had I been by myself or created the itinerary on my own because I might not have known about it. And like you said, developing friendships and those kind of things. So there are pros and there are cons for certain people or what we would believe would be cons, but end up being pros if you just right. put yourself in a position to do it. So I totally agree and piggyback off of what you said about just coming out of your box a little bit. It's funny because even today when you talk to people, they're so quick to say what they won't do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that yeah. resistance. And we do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We really do mm -hmm. do it to ourselves. And we got to get out of that mindset of what you won't do and at least put your foot first to try something that you feel like might be out of your norm or something that you don't do, do it. Cause you never know. I still, you know, and I know this has nothing to do with nothing, but I remember my first time sending my daughter to overnight camp. She cried, bitched, moaned. She was just like, it, I'm pretty sure she was saying in her, in, in the inside of her bowels, like, I can't stand my mother for doing this to me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, she just had really bad attitude about it. And I was like, okay, well, bye. I paid for it. I paid for it. <laughs> You're going to go. I thought the experience would be a 
amazing based on the things that they said these kids would learn. And so I went to go pick her up 10 days later and she literally was crying not to leave. She was like, mom. That's so funny. That's the way it goes. Even as adults, that's how it is for us. We're like, "Mm," being dragged. But then when the trip is over, like, oh my God, I had the best time. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And with this, my mom and I were hoping that because we are a mother daughter team, Mm-hmm. We're kind of, we won't be as discouraging. Like we won't come off as, oh, we're just like strict tour guides, just taking you from point A to point B, you know, we're kind of a more fun group to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not strict. We're very laid back. We also have implemented time in the itinerary to, for people to do their own thing. Cause we want to have like a mix. Cause we also like doing our own thing when we do go on trips. So yeah, we're, we're just trying to give off the vibe that, you know, we're just a mother daughter group. Not we don't have to take life too, too seriously. So like, just come have fun. You know, it's like, there's no judgments here basically. Love it. Yeah, that's true. So how do you feel like travel impacts, you know, somebody's life? If there's somebody sitting at home listening to the podcast right now who really have not been out of the country, has not even been out of their, I know people that haven't been out of their own states, mm-hmm. maybe their own neighborhoods to a certain extent. Can you give our, our that listener some key points of how travel can totally impact your life and help you, you know, op- open up new opportunities? And Absolutely. I mean, I've learned so much more through travel than I've, I mean, I have gone to graduate school. I have learned so much more through travel than I ever have learned in school and that I ever will learn if I continue like going on to get my PhD or something. It just educates you in, in a different way because you're actually experiencing it. You're actually feeling it. There's no test. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're literally traveling and you're experiencing it for yourself and yeah, like on your own. I don't know if that made sense. No, but sense. anyways, well, the point was it educates you. It also makes you become such an open-minded person with that has absolutely no judgments. I've been to so many countries and have met so many different cultures, have met people from so many different cultures, have met people of so many different religions. And it's just so interesting to see that like we all experience the same stuff. Like we all have the same problems, we all have the same insecurities, we all go through the same issues. Just in a different part of the world or like raised in a different culture or there's, I mean, we're not actually that different. I don't know. Like, it's just, I mean, so now like here when I'm back at home and I'm talking to people and they have different ideas, I'm not one to automatically start this like intense debate because I completely don't agree or anything. Like I'm one to listen to what they have to say and then kind of like, it might actually change the way I'm thinking. Like, oh, was I thinking too close-mindedly? Like, everyone has different opinions and stuff. And I don't know. I think that is just traveling is what literally, this sounds so cliche, but makes the world a better place. Like, it makes people get along. Yeah. yeah no, it's, no, it's like agree. love. <laughs> it reminds me of the Mark Twain quote. And I don't know all of the word, word for word, but it's fatal to ignorance. It really is. Like, if you yes. go and travel, you will not come back you know, you'll become less and less ignorant to everything in life. So exactly. I totally get it. Yeah. And, and, well, can I just add to that? I guess. And also really, (laughs) and also, Mm -hmm. um, you do become more tolerable of Mm -hmm. people in general. I think in, you know, when I mention, and I I hate the fact that I'm sounding like I'm America bashing because I'm not, but in the States (laughs) we do get kind of angry, right? Like when I, when you, called in you said you were stuck in traffic blah 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 that can really just set the tone for your whole day 
right? Right. You're heading to work. You're in this traffic. You're actually just cringing inside. You're bitching. You're just like, what the fuck? You know, all of this stuff. They just, right. they just seem angry. You come over to another country, something like India, which has some of the worst traffic, or Vietnam, and we are sitting there like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> like Exactly. It's so, more, it's so much more tolerable in other countries, but when you get home, it's not tolerable to you for whatever reason, and it's unacceptable. It's just like... You know, there's somebody in line and they're like right on your back. You're like, yo, back up. You come over here yeah. and you're just like, okay. In Asia. Just... Exactly, especially in Asia. There is no <laughs> personal space. And there's no reason to get upset. And you just kind of step up a little bit more. You step over, you just kind of move yourself out of the way. Nobody's beeping their horns at you. And anger, if they beep at you, it's because they're trying to alert you more than they are trying to, you know, curse you out. I mean, it's right. so many different variables to stuff, but I'm less stressed. I'm less anxious and I'm less angry abroad. That's exactly when how I feel. And my yeah. problems are just not problems. Yeah. They're just, my, I realize exactly. my problems aren't as big as I think they are. I like, know. life will go on. <laughs> we will overcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, and that's the truth. You know, when people say you, you look happy, it's a genuine, like, inside-out happiness because, exactly. you know, yes, you can have your... We all have our moments. I'm not saying that when you move abroad, this light shines on you and everything is hunky-dory and peachy keen because that's just not life, right? you got to have your right. ebbs and flows, your ups and downs. But overall, you start adapting to an easier flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things just don't affect you as much, you know? You just rub off your shoulders and just move on. Exactly. They really, they really you know, do. I lived in Hong Kong for three or four months. I was interning there. And it's just so funny how many times things that I had planned and I wanted to accomplish didn't work out, but how it was totally okay while I was there. Like whether it was with my internship or just like my weekend activities, everything was fine. Like it's okay. Like, I mean, this isn't as bad. I can still find a different solution. But in this, like when I'm here in the States, also not bashing the States, but when I'm here, if things don't go as planned, like, it's almost like the end of the world. Like, not necessarily because I'm so upset, but, like, I probably will have 10 other people mad at me for some reason or another, you know? But abroad, it's like everyone has the same mentality. Like, everyone's very laid back. Everyone realizes, like, this is not a huge issue, especially if you go to, like, a third world country or something, you know? Like, the issues that we think are big are just nowhere near, like, what they're experiencing. So, and if they can handle that, like, we can handle it. (laughs) Yeah, I talk a lot about the hospitality portion of it, right? Like in Thailand, if you go to specific restaurants, you either have somebody that's on your back or you have somebody that you got to look for, right? So you sit at the table and they give you, I mean, the moment that they hand you the menu, they just stand there and you're like, hi, like, (laughs) like, can I have some time? (laughs) You know, because we're used to just, can I have some time? But they're really, I mean, honestly, it's like, okay, do you want something to drink or not? You know what I mean? like they just want to kind of start the process so you can ask them for a couple of minutes or they will sit there and wait for you to go through the menu now on the flip side you might have a different place that they sit you down give you the menu and they scurry off to the kitchen or wherever you're just like hello anybody (laughs) but either way either way you know you know you just enjoy the process you enjoy the atmosphere you look forward to your food you just kind of relax and you sit still and I don't, can't even tell you how many times people have left the table without paying the check. Because in Thailand, they don't hit you with the check as you're eating, like in America, where they're just like, well, here you go. 
And you have to physically ask for it. You can sit there for hours and upon hours, and they will never give you the check. And I remember a few times, you know, my friends getting up to leave, and they're like, uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me, you pay? And we're like, oh, shoot, like, we totally forgot. <laughs> so it's such a, a more laid-back experience being abroad, and I recommend it to anybody to get abroad in just enjoy it. Enjoy it as a as a traveler, not necessarily a vacationer. Vacations is right. great, but vacations are made up. You know, mm-hmm. I want people to enjoy authenticity as much as possible, and I think that your trips will bring authenticity to someone's travels. So that's a great. You know, I looked at the itinerary. I said, "This is cool. I never even heard of this area." <laughs> So, oh, it's an awesome place. Well, thank you. Like, yes, that that's our goal. That's awesome. So, Latifa, have you thought about permanently moving abroad, or has that ever been on your radar? Just out of curiosity. Yes, one hundred percent. So, I've lived abroad. I lived in Kuwait for a while. I lived in Spain for a while, and I lived in Hong Kong for that short period of time. I have been here for three years. And yeah, I mean, my lease is coming to an end and that's exactly, I'm like discussing it with my parents. That's exactly, I think that probably the biggest issue is like, but where abroad? But the beauty of it is, I mean, it doesn't have to be one place. I could stay somewhere for a month and move somewhere else the next month. I could literally be like a digital nomad. <laughs> Very so, exciting. Um, so yeah, I am definitely considering it, but everyone has asked me and I honestly have no idea uh, what what will be the next step, but my lease is coming to an end, so there'll be some type of stuff <laughs> awesome well hopefully we'll be able to catch you sometime on the east side oh <laughs> definitely day, you know? yes definitely for sure so it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel we believe traveling is an investment in you so our mission is to inspire you to book that flight check that item off your bucket list and go on that adventure And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. So what advice would you give someone who is looking to do what you do but are hesitant? I think we all carry some ideas inside of us, and it's just the hardest part is making it happen. So what advice would you give someone? I mean, literally just go for it. So I... It took me a while. I mean, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. And it took me a while. It took me jobs. It took me like nine to five jobs for me to realize like this is not, this is actually, I don't want to be working for someone else. I I don't want to be stuck in one place. I think what really set me off is my last job, I was working remote, but I was planning on taking a trip and uh, didn't think I really had to tell anyone at my job because I work remote regardless. And I, it like slipped one day and they said, no, you absolutely can't travel. Like we want you in the States. And I think that is really what set me off. I was like, wait, no, like I need a job where I can travel wherever I want. I can make my own time. I can make my own schedule. Discussing that with my mom, that's when we were kind of like, okay, yeah, we both want this. And uh, we just went straight for it. It took a while. And for a long time, I was like, am I going to do anything with my life? Um, I was definitely at the point where I was like, I don't, this is not for me. Like I should just like be a normal person and like go into an (laughs) office nine to five. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to do that. I don't like, I want to really love my life and really love every moment of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, just do it baby steps. Also like, don't be intimidated like with how long it takes or how long 
it takes to get clients or how long, I mean, like with my blog, how long it takes to get followers or anything like that. It takes a long time. I don't think you should be, anyone should be discouraged by that though, because I mean, nothing is going to happen like this and nothing's going to be like really handed over to you. Um, so just keep doing what you're doing and definitely put yourself out there. That's how, obviously that's how you're going to make yourself known and lots of networking, befriend literally everyone. Like even if it's someone who has nothing to do with your field, become friends with them because you really don't know who they know or like how they can help you down the line. And I think that's the biggest thing. I've met a lot of people who they like don't even want to get to know someone that has nothing to do with their field. Like we'll be at a networking event and they won't even like acknowledge the person. And it's like, oh really? Cause I met them and they're helping me now. So I, yeah. So those yeah. are all my tips right there. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it because connections are serious. Connections yeah. are serious and you just don't know, you know, I battle with the whole networking piece because I'm open arms. I'm like, Hey, how are you? I'm and, I'm, here. and I'm no. the opposite. I'm not. And, I'm, and Francis is like, <laughs> just an introvert. You know, I'll, I'll find that one person and talk to them all night long. That's just me. <laughs> and I'll talk to 50 people. But you know, the thing about it is, you know, what I realized for me was that um, when I let so many people in, I get emotionally exhausted, right? Because I put so much time and energy and effort into everybody else. But at the same time, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the interaction that I have with people. You know, and it's not everybody's thing. Like she said, for an introvert, we did an interview for um, the traveling ex um, introvert. And I learned about, I learned more about introversion and how that plays a part. Because I didn't really understand it. I'm like, who wouldn't want to meet people? But honestly, networking, putting yourself out there, meeting people, it's important to your growth as an individual and as a business. And it's something that we all should work on, you know, and be a part of because we can bridge gaps through building connections. Yeah. And I love exactly. how I actually, wait, hashtag that, um, bridging gaps through connect. What did I just say? Build the, bridge okay, gaps Oprah. through building connections. Okay. Oprah. <laughs> Tweetable moment. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm telling you, I, I kind of like that tagline. We're bridging gaps building we can, exactly it's, it's been recorded and i think it. that like also don't be like reach out to the person you really want to really want advice like even even okay maybe there's someone that's that's huge that maybe you can't work with them or they can't like help you or like promote you i guess is what i'm trying to say but ask them for advice people love to give advice like people love to talk about themselves basically and I mean, that's a way to get in with something, with someone, you know, and like get help from someone and, and just don't be afraid. Like no matter how big they are, just don't be afraid to reach out to them. I mean, there's nothing you can't lose from the situation. The worst that could happen is they don't reply. But I mean, I've had many times where they've replied and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for reaching out. I'm glad you love what I do. Like would love to help you. And I'm like, wow. Okay, great. That's like one, one connection there. Closed mouth <laughs> you know, doesn't get so fed. Ask and again, ask. Francis. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. Ask and ask and ask. <laughs> if you don't ask, Fact. the answer is always no, right? Right, exactly. This is your year of yes. Yeah. Your yes. year of the Shauna. <laughs> so are, are we letting Latifah off the hook with the fun questions? We're just going to... You know, that's Francis. I'm going to let you roll with that, buddy. I'm going to let you roll with that. I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm just enjoying the space. Go for it. <laughs> well, I always love asking. What's your favorite curse word? I'd love that. I don't know. I, I just love asking that. 
Wow. I mean, her parents are going to listen to this and go, oh, I would, I mean, <laughs> I probably, what the fuck? I probably say what the fuck the most, <laughs> to be honest. But like, not like when I'm judging people, more like I'm like, why, like, what the fuck? Like, why have I waited this long to do something? Or like, what the fuck? Why can't I figure out what, how to work this website? Like, stuff like that. Yeah, I, that's probably what I use the most, to be honest. Okay. Or like, what the go. fuck is this traffic? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I shouldn't say that. Because like you said, in India, like, it's ridiculous. We still yeah. But, um, okay. So, yeah, Francis, so, what anyways, the fuck is up with these questions? I don't know. What the fuck is up with you? <laughs> this is going to be our thing all day long today. So. Oh, man. I love it. I think the F-bomb has been everybody's favorite word. Yeah, it has been. It's so versatile, right? So you can use it in so many different ways. Yeah. That is funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wait, ask me more fun questions. <laughs> I'm glad all right, you gave I'll... a kick out of it. Go ahead, girl. Uh, so, Latifah, if you had a debut album, what would you call it? Oh, wow. That's a hard one. Oh, jeez. You said you asked another one? <laughs> I know, you but asked that for... one's, like, hard. Well, that's why I, I start with like the easy one super first. creative. <laughs> no? Whatever first thing comes to mind. A debut album. What would I name it? Whatever first thing comes to mind. Okay, so I have to say that when I was young, my username was Tifalicious. <laughs> and, like, that's literally the only thing I can think of right now. <laughs> and, like, everyone thought it was the cashiest thing ever. Yeah, because it was, like, Tifalicious. I love that. <laughs> Go Tifa. Oh, oh man. Tifa. Oh Go man. Tifa. So wait, while we're on while we're on <laughs> on uh, old usernames, uh, what was oh, yours, God. Nubia, back in the day? I'll tell you mine after. What was my what? Uh, I was asking Nubia what it was her oh. old username back in the day since we're on that topic. Oh, I've had quite a few. You you guys gotta remember I'm a little seasoned. <laughs> the very first one you could think of, like when you're young and naive and Young and naive. I remember, okay, so my nickname back in the day was Tiny because I'm short. I'm 4'11 and a quarter. <laughs> I added that quarter in there. So um, Tiny was like my little thing. And also because I'm dark skinned, I had um, a username Midnight. Why are you such an asshole? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be one of my users' names was uh, Midnight. All right, you ready for like mine? Tiny Midnight together or separately? No, I never okay. added Tiny. Oh, like, that's why I was laughing because I thought it was Tiny Midnight. <laughs> no, 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 no. One that would have been awesome. Tiny, and another one used to be Midnight. So I can't remember anybody, anything else. I've actually been a new experience for a number of years, and I've used it for my businesses. I've used it for my tags. I've used it for my social media. So I've had a new experience for at least ten or plus ten plus years. All right, that's so funny. Well, I do have to say, Tifalicious, um, this was back in the day when, like, people had Bluetooth names and would, like, send you, like, you would be at the mall and someone would send you their phone number over Bluetooth just by using, by username. I don't know. Was that a thing? Okay, so I was in Kuwait at the time. And that was the (laughs) thing. Like, you had a Bluetooth username and, like, like, you would go shopping and someone would, like, see your username and based on, like, if your username was cool or not, they would, like, send their phone number over, basically, through Bluetooth. 
Yeah. That's and so, I mean, mean. It, I mean, Tifalicious got me like a lot of numbers, I, bet. I do have to say. <laughs> I think that's a millennial thing because I see when I say I'm seasoned, I'm, I'm really going back to like AOL, AOL, you got mail or MySpace. I don't even know if you I know mean, what MySpace I had that user. It was the same username for those. I totally had a MySpace. Okay, okay. I didn't know like how top far eight back. friends. <laughs> I didn't know how far back I, I can go. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm talking about the old school. Because in my day, we had pagers. So we our messages corresponded <laughs> to numbers and stuff. Like, was it I love you? Was yeah, like one that's funny. or something like that? He turned it upside down, and it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's so funny. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, yeah. So I'm what not, was? I'm not too. I don't know about that. That's my. <laughs> Now I'm dating myself. Let me stop talking. <laughs> Francis, what was yours? Are you ready for it? This is yes, so embarrassing. I have two embarrassing ones. So embarrassing. Ugh. Okay, so it was French because, you know, it's just like, you know, I used to speak French. And anyway, it was called, <laughs> so embarrassing, Poetic Plaisir, which is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> really, let's see <laughs> Which is poetic pleasure. (laughs) Okay, so poetic pleasure in English. But say say it in the same No, I don't want to say it again. It's better in French. It's better in French. I'm fucking fucking crying. (laughs) Say it. Please say it one more time. You're an asshole. (laughs) Come on, give me a Poetic plaisir, okay? (laughs) I mean, at least you say it great. Like... I thought she was terrible. about to say the Haitian sensation or something like that. Because <laughs> I used to write poetry, so I just, I don't know. I thought it was clever, but apparently not so much. You are such a dick. <laughs> what was the other one? Ah, the other one. Uh, shine Sensitive 19. <laughs> yeah. Shy and sensitive? Yeah, or with, shy with the N. Oh, shy with the N. and sensitive. Yeah, oh, with but with N. an N. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking 19. <laughs> That one probably got you a lot of girls. They were probably like, oh, shy and sensitive. Lord. Well, my guts are out there, Lord. My dignity is on the floor. That's so funny. (laughs) My dignity is on the floor. Well, Zifa, this has been fabulous. We've had such a great time. My eyes, my, I'm tearing up because I'm laughing so much. Um, (laughs) That was shy and sensitive. (laughs) Who puts their number on, who puts your age on your username? A lot of people did that. What 1978. So, 78. You know, I, that doesn't change, but 19. Oh my gosh. Be 19. No, I had a username and it's now my junk email. And it was Miawa underscore 16. And that's how old I was. So, I, and I still have that. Like, I will tell stores that when I'm at the store and they're like, do you want to put your email in? And I'm like, yeah, Miawa 16. And they're, they, like, always give me a look. And I'm like, I did it when I was 16, clearly. Like, please don't judge me. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're going to change ages. I, I, I just resonate with you. But so funny. It's a good point. <laughs> so like, funny. I'm, I'm always trying this stuff. I don't know what's that. Whatever. Is that how you say whatever? I'm uh, sorry. Please. Please I stop. Try. I don't know. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? We'll talk about that afterwards. I don't know what that was. I think. I've been doing these things because I think earlier I did like hashtag and I was like. <laughs> You've been in Asia too long. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes. Oh, man. That's uh, so funny. So, Latifa, where can people find you on social media? You know, you know, tell them everyone about. I'm still laughing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I 
mean, you can find me on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. At Tifa, T-I-F-A, four H's. Let's see, my Twitter name is Latifa underscore Alhaza. Yeah, Instagram is my main thing, though. Okay, cool. And you have a great And then, of course, my website, The Alhaza Adventures, or Finscape Sojourns, if you want to join on a trip. So speaking of your Instagram, because now I'm yeah. your brain. Do you take your own photos, or do you have a traveling photographer? Because you have some great photos. Fabulous photos. Thank you. So the photos that I'm in have been whoever have traveled with me, and most of them are my dad. And then the photos that I'm not in, I've taken them all. Wow. Yeah. Your dad, your dad does some great work. I know. Well, it takes a couple of time. It takes a bit of like bickering, but uh, you know, we we get the photo. We get the photo. <laughs> I mean, at least you know what everybody wants that travel person, that travel friend that will just give you a photo shoot with every photo, right? Like, don't take right. one and done. No, I need you to be up there. Like, okay, now turn to the left. Photo click. shoot. Turn to the right. Click. <laughs> you know photo what I mean? shoot. Like, right. every time I ask you to take a picture, it needs to be at photo shoot. Give me at least 20 per, per whatever. And direct me a little bit. Don't don't take the picture and be like, well, it looks like it came out dark. Well, you seen it dark on the screen. You could have, you know. <laughs> exactly. Have adjusted exactly. But he takes a well, great photo. Thank you. Well, my little thing when I'm traveling, I feel like most of my photos, they're from the back. So I don't actually have to look good. So we don't have to do too many retakes because my face isn't even in it. It's the back. It's literally the back of my head. So as long as like I'm partly in the photo and we we have some scene and like now my dad's a pro at it. Like now my dad knows exactly how to take the, that type of photo. But um, your parents yeah, sound no, adorable. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> I know we got to get your parents on the show. Right? <laughs> they sound adorable. Awesome. They're well, they're thank they're, you. they're fun. Well, Tifa, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you and having you on the show. We had a great time. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.